0: Welcome to the Allegory of Spots podcast series. Thanks for joining. In each episode, we introduce a new spot. We talk about how spots hinder our progression, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, and how to overcome any spot that may be holding you back. As you begin to move and apply the things you learn, you'll start to see weaknesses become strengths, and you'll begin to see and feel greater light come into your lives.
1: Hi, I'm Dan. This episode is about intellectualism. Do you think you are wise? Some of us may answer that question right away. Of course I am wise. Does this mean we are intellectual? Let's try the definition the internet gives you when you do a lookup. A person possessing a highly developed intellect. Further asking the internet, you might find this answer. A person who places a high value or pursues things of interest to the intellect or the more complex forms and fields of knowledge as aesthetic or philosophical matters, especially on an abstract and general level, an extremely rational person, a person who relies on intellect rather than on emotions or feelings. If you're like me, I can get lost in all the words of this definition. To me, a simple definition of wise is to possess common sense or horse sense, Horse folks will tell you about horse sense. They will tell you about a faithful horse that they trust not to slip or stumble on a steep, narrow, or rocky trail. One that has experience. One that won't buck you off if it's startled. As a kid, and even to this day, I love things that are mechanical. When I was a young teenager, my parents gave me a monthly subscription to the magazine Popular Mechanics. I read every page each month but I especially loved a section where a mechanic would share his wisdom diagnosing a car repair. There was a different one each month, and as I read those, I desired to commit them to memory so that I could be an expert one day in diagnosing a problem with a car by the sound from a wheel or an engine noise or the roughness as the engine ran. To me, this would be car mechanic wisdom. Through high school, I was able to take three years of engine and car mechanic training, and I've worked on several of my own car projects and that of friends and family. I don't consider myself an expert, but I rely on the wisdom learned from others and from doing the diagnosing and fixing on past projects. I didn't end up in a career in auto mechanics. It's my hobby, but I was blessed to pursue a college education and later a master's degree. In my career, I work in a very specialized area, and I've become somewhat of an expert. But am I an intellectual, or am I wise? We have to tread carefully if we think we are wise. This scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 3,18 to 21 clarifies it for us. Let no man deceive himself if any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, Let him become a fool, that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. In God's view, intellectualism or relying on our own wisdom can make us a fool. Let's dissect this a bit more. To be wise in our own eyes means you think your understanding is best. You have it all figured out. You do not need to listen to advice. You may even have developed the trait that would come across to other people as, it's my way or the highway. To be wise in our own eyes is to be, in your own estimation, self-reliant and self-sufficient, refusing even God's help. When we refuse God's help, we become the fool. This is what we are to learn from this. We have a loving Heavenly Father and His Son Jesus Christ. They stand willing to bless our lives. Part of our mortal trial is recognizing that they are living gods. They want us to succeed in this mortal probation so that we can come back and live with them again. They are there to call upon for knowledge, answers to our questions, whatever it is. In Matthew 10:30, we are taught, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. God knows every hair of our head. Isn't that amazing? Of course, you would be willing to impart an answer to a prayerful petition from us. Just like my reading and working to commit to memory auto-mechanic wisdom from a young age and practicing through training classes and my own car projects. We must learn and then practice on asking and getting answers from God. Just like the first brake job I did on a car was hard for me, so it is hard in praying and asking God for answers and help. We must not get in our own way because we know it all. I did a repair on one of my car projects the other day. I could not get the two parts to separate and come apart. I tried all the ways I'd been taught or practiced before. Exasperated, I turned to the internet for an answer. I was hoping to see what videos other wise people had uploaded. Turned out, they had no better wisdom than what I'd already tried. Then, as on other occasions, the thought whispered in my mind, Pray and ask God. So I did, right there under the car. And the answer came to my mind, be patient and keep using the technique you've been using. Sure enough, after several minutes, I could see some slight separation. I kept working at it, and 15 minutes later, I had the two pieces separated. My ability to remember God, remember that He is real, that He can number the hairs of my head, just as well as help me with a car project, that He loves me. He helped me to succeed. This isn't the first time I've had success because I asked God. I have practiced this over the years, just like I worked over time to become an expert in the work of my career. I built both my expertise in my career and my faith and reliance on God the same way. Line upon line, here a little, there a little.
0: At the end of each episode, you'll hear us repeat the steps on how to remove your spots. It's simple. There are four steps in the process. Number one, start by making a comprehensive list of all the things in your life that you need to get rid of, or repent of, or even be healed from. You'll know when your list is complete, when you feel you've included all the items that come to mind. Number two, take an inventory of what you're feeding your spirit. Because what you feed your spirit is what feeds your flesh. Your body will follow your spirit. Number three, now that you've identified the spots, let's get rid of them or cast them off. And here's how you do that. Present your list to God through prayer. Ask Him for help. Ask Him to remove your spots, to literally take them from you. Ask God to remove and offload all your burdens, your stresses, and your concerns. Stop trying to carry them alone. They weren't meant for you to carry. And number four, Once you've finished steps one through three, it's time to start the process again. Only this time, dig a little deeper into your soul, searching out even the smallest of spots you might have overlooked or not even recognized. Ask God to reveal them. He has a way of bringing them to the surface. And finally, continue these steps until you've completely cleansed yourselves of any and all spots. Then move forward day by day using the atonement of Jesus Christ to keep yourself unspotted.